Sota Daf Kafe. We last started the fourth parak of Masechet Sota. We saw that Arusana Shomeret Yabam does not drink. We said our Mishnah holds it like Rabbi Anatan. We explained where he gets it from. Which Tupsukim we saw Rabbi Yoshias Shita. We brought a third Brayta who learns it from Ibaladei Shech. And we saw what that means according to Rav and Shmuel. We said that Rav and Shmuel's machloket cannot be Rabbi Yonatan or Yoshiyah's machloket. And with that, we're going to start Kafe Amud Aleph, third line in, where it says Ibaya Lehul. So the question is as follows Overet Aldat. And Overet Aldat of here means Overet Aldat Yehudit means she's going against uh, the Minhagim of the Jewish women, meaning. She's not walking around modestly. Maybe her uh, her skirt length is not as long as it should be. Or maybe she's showing skin that she shouldn't be. Or her hair is uncovered. Or she's talking to a lot of people. She's not doing anything asur, but she's breaking the uh, the the communal laws of modesty. Does she need a warning to take away her ketuba? Or not. Meaning, do we say that since she's already going against the, the, the laws of Tzenyaut, okay, and she knows what she's doing wrong, and therefore she doesn't need a warning anymore. Or maybe, maybe you should warn her, listen, if she wants to do Teshuvah, then okay, that will at least, you know, give her a heads up. Sotashema. Our Gemara tries to answer from our Mishnah. It says, Arusa v'shomeret yabam lo shotot v'lo notlot ketuba. Arusa, engaged woman, shomeret yabam, does not drink, doesn't get a ketuba. Mishtahu delo shatya, they don't drink. Ha kanuye mekanela, it sounds like her husband gives her the warning. Now, lemai, why is he giving her the warning? At the end of the day, he knows she's not going to be able to drink. Lav lav sida ketubata, isn't it? So she could lose her ketuba, and therefore... You see the same thing over here. You give her the warning in order to make her lose the ketuba. But Amar lo. Maybe that's not the case. Maybe it's lo sra'alav. Maybe he's just giving her the warning. Not for ketuba purposes. Maybe it's just uh, for, so to make her asur to him. Meaning if you uh, go into seclusion one more time, you're not allowed to marry me in the future. And her papa Amar, maybe lehashkota keshehi nesua. Maybe he's warning her now, so if she goes into seclusion when they do get married, he'll be able to uh, make her drink right away. Like it says, We cannot give an Arusa warning to give her the water when she's engaged. But we do give her the warning while she's engaged. That if uh, you end up uh, going into seclusion when you're married, we're going to make you drink based on this uh, warning. So that didn't work out. So the Gemara is going to try to learn from the continuation of our Mishnah. Amar Avata Shema. Almana lekohen gadol. Gerushah v'chalutza lekohen idiot. These are, you're not allowed to marry them. A kohen gadol can't marry an almana. A kohen, regular kohen can't marry a divorcee or a chalutza. Mamzeret untina Israel. Israel can't marry a mamzeret or a netina. But Israel mamzeret natin. Or a Jewish girl, a regular Jewish girl marrying a mamzeret natin. Lo shotot velo notlot ketubah. They don't drink, they don't get a ketubah. Now, mishtahu de lo shetia. They don't drink. Ha kanu yam ekanele. It sounds like they do get the warning. Ul my why? Ilo sonala. If it's the biasur, well, ha si. They're ready, Asur. Rather, you have to say the warning so they could lose the Ketubah. 
אמר ויהודה מדיסקרתה, לא, maybe that's not the reason, maybe it's לא צריך לבועל כבעל, maybe it's coming to make her אסור on the person she went to seclusion with, the person she was with, like her husband. Meaning up until now she's only a surah to her husband. But when he gives her the warning, she at that point will be a surah to that man also. She's also a surah to that person. Meaning even if they get divorced, she still can't marry him. So Sligma tries to answer from the continuation of the Mishnah. The following betin does the warning mission. If a woman's husband became deaf mute or not competent or he went to jail, betin gives her the warning, but not to make her drink, just to make her pasul from her ktuba. So you see, shma'amina, ba'ayata, you need a warning to lose the ktuba, shma'amina, v'chulehu. Now all these amoraim who, who tried to learn from earlier in the Mishnah, why don't they just bring this? Uh, this is the best proof. So the Gemara says, "Dilma shani atam." Over there, it's not hundred percent clear because maybe it's different. They let la imtad de baal klal. There's no fear of the husband since he's in jail. He's not competent. And if Betin doesn't warn, maybe she won't. You know, she shouldn't feel like she did anything wrong. Maybe no one's controlling her. And maybe that's why they give her a warning to lose her to But maybe in other cases where the husband's there. Like the overt al-dat, the lady who's uh, immodest, maybe she wouldn't need a warning to lose her ketubah. So again, Rabbi Hanif Surah learns it from that last clause in our Mishnah, but the other rabbis didn't bring it because it wasn't so clear to them. And because it wasn't so clear, the, the Mefrashim go into it, the how could the Gemara just leave off that she does need a warning? Um, it, it's still a question. That's interesting sugya to get into. Ibayalehu. A woman who goes against religion now, this one is not the same as before. Before, it was just immodest. Over here, let's say she wasn't uh, keeping halachot. Let's say she wasn't uh, keeping the laws in the kitchen. She wasn't going to the mikveh, things like that. Let's say the husband forgives her and he wants to keep her his wife. Is he allowed to keep her or not? Or we make them get divorced? Is it something that all depends on how the husband feels? And uh, he doesn't care, obviously. And therefore, they could stay married. Or maybe, since we said that husbands should be upset about this and they, they, they should want to get divorced, therefore, we're going to force him to get, to get upset about this and force him to get divorced. So Tashema, the Gemara is going to try to bring proof from our Mishnah. The following Betin warns, If someone's husband became deaf-mute and incompetent or he was in jail, Betin takes over, they give the warning. And if you say that you know it all depends on if the husband wants to keep her or not, well, Betin is going to give a warning, something that the husband would not be happy about. We all know, you can't do something bad for someone if he's not there. So how could Betin just warn without his permission? You have to say what the normal thing is that since she's going against religion, she's going against halachot, it's, it's, it's good for him. It's actually a good thing for them to give her the warning. So now, based on all this, we have a question. Let's say you want to say that goes against religion, you're allowed to keep her. 
Uh, that's when he didn't give her the warning. But let's say he gave her the warning and she went to seclusion. Let's say a husband gave uh, the warning and now he wants to retract. He wants to uh, go back on his warning. He wants to forgive her. Is it forgiven or not? Do we say that the warning goes based on the husband's knowledge, his intent, and since he forgave it, it's forgiven? Since he gave her the warning, at that point, it's out of his hands. And he's not allowed to be mohel anymore. So the Gemara says, Tashema, let's try to understand from our Mishnah. The following, Betin does the warning. If someone's husband became deaf mute or nishtata or incompetent or he's in jail. Now, if you hold that a husband who forgives the warning, it's it's forgiven. Does Betin do something? That all of a sudden the husband will come and just knock everything out? If Betin is going to do something, they're going to do something that's for sure. They're not going to do something that the guy might just come in and ruin everything. It's, it's a disgrace to Betin. So like Mark explains, the normal thing is a person agrees to whatever the rabbis do and we're, we're telling him we're doing the right thing. He's saying, I'm trusting you and he won't forgive. So then the Gemara tries to answer from uh, uh, from the Mishnah in the beginning of our Masechet. We send with them two Tamidi Hachamim. If a person warned his wife in Tel Aviv until he gets to Yerushalayim, it's a long trip. They send them two Tamidi Hachamim to safeguard them, make sure he's not with her on the way. Now, if you hold that a husband who forgives his warning, it's forgiven, then you don't need that a whole be with her on the way or not. He should just be mohel, the whole kinui, and then just be with her right then and there. The Gemara says, no. Because they know maybe the reason we sent Tamidi Hachami there, if you see the guy wants to be with her, we tell him, okay, then you have to forgive your, uh, you, you have to forgive your warning, and then you can be with her. Meaning, maybe they're just there to make sure things are done correctly. Maybe it's, they're not just there to safeguard them from being with each other. Maybe they're just telling him, hey, you know, if you're going to be with her, you have to A, forgive her, and B, you have to know that's not going to count anymore. So Tashema, Sigma tries to understand from somewhere else. said, Zaira, he was from the people of Yushalayim, he told me three things. Number one, if a husband forgave his warning, it's forgiven. If you have an elderly rabbi who argues on Betin, and he's continuing his argument, and where they bring him to the Sanhedrin Yushalayim, and he's still arguing, his mitah is behenek. So, v'zaken mamreh shiratsu betin limchol lo mohalin lov betin. Once they forgive it, they could forgive it. Uben soreru moreh shiratsu avi ve'imol limchol lo mohalin lo. If there's a ben soreru moreh, a rebellious child, he's supposed to get stoned. If the mommy and daddy want to forgive it, they can forgive him. 
So these three things, you can forgive. And I went to my friends in the south. On case number one and number three, they agreed. But when it comes to that, the man arguing on, the elderly rabbi arguing on Betin, they did not agree. Because we didn't want a lot of mahlokit in Israel. We didn't want rabbis arguing with each other. And if the elderly rabbi thinks that, oh, they'll just forgive me, then he'll just continue. So therefore, we tell him, we're saying that, no, he cannot, they cannot forgive in order to, to, to make sure this person doesn't do this again. Now, Shmamina, bottom line is, you see, according to everyone, Baal Shemahal Kinuyo, Kinuyo, Mahul Shmamina, that a husband who foregoed his warning, it's foregoed. And Tosafot mentions that right now we finally got our answer to that original question, if if her husband wants to keep her, he could keep her. But it's not so simple because the Bet Yosef brings a lot of Rishonim who say that, no, that question is still standing, and it's an interesting sugiyah. And you should just know this mahlokit, if a husband could forgive the kinu or not, they both had this mahlokit. Hadamar, one of them said, if it's before she secluded herself with another man, it's forgiven. But after she is already with another man in seclusion, she can't forgive. Even after the seclusion with another man, it's, she's also forgiven. And the Gemara says, it makes sense, like the one who says it's not forgiven. How do you understand that? Because look what Rabbanan answered Rabbiosi. The Tanya Rabbiosi Omer, the husband by himself is believed that he's not going to be with his wife on the way. And you don't need Tommy the Hachamim to come with them together. And he says, He learns it from Kalva Homer, which is much more strict, and yet her husband is believed that he wasn't with her. Then Sota Shehi Belav Sota, which is just a love, Lokoshekin, all the more so that we should believe the husband that when he says, I'm, I wasn't with her. Amru lo, but Rabbanan told B.O.C. lo, imamata b'nida sheken yesh la'yeter, tomar b'sota she'en la'yeter. B'nida, if he waits a week, she'll go to mikveh, she'll become mutar. So therefore his yetzerah is not so strong. But by sota, there's no yeter. So maybe, the, maybe it's different. Maybe we don't trust him. And the Gemara understands from what Rabbanan said that after the after the, she went in seclusion, it's still not forgiven. Why? Because if you want to say that after seclusion, she went in seclusion with another person, and, and if he wants to forgive, then then right then and there, you see that there is a heter. All he has to do is just forgive. All he has to do is forgive her and just be with her. And the Rabbanan's knock on the Kalva Homer, Rabbanan said, that in Nida there's a heter, so that is no heter. Could be there is a heter. Ela shma mina lehastira eno mahul. Rather, you have to say that once they went to the seclusion, there you cannot forgive anymore. Shma mina. Next, we learned in Mishnah all these women who are supposed to drink. Let's say the husband gave the warning. Metu baalehen achiloshetu. If the husband died before she got a chance to drink, bet shamai omrim. Bet shamai says she gets her ktuba. Doesn't have to drink since her husband's not there. Bet Yilel says it's either you drink or you don't get your ktuba. And since you cannot drink because your husband's not here, therefore you don't get your ktuba. And there's a interesting tosfot on the next Amud where it says Bet Hilel Omrim, which discusses exactly how they would uh, split which assets. 
very kedai to look into that sugya. So either way, the Gemara asks a question. What's the machloka between Beit Shema and Beit Ilah? So the Gemara explains that Beit Shema is a contract that money was supposed to be extracted from it. It's as if the money was already extracted, meaning it's as if the money in, in the other person's account is in the other person's account already. Therefore, since it says in that contract, in that ketubah, that the man owes the woman certain stuff, it's as if it's already in her account. And therefore, if the Yoshim come and say that she's Tameh, we're going to tell them, well, listen, it's her money. You're trying to pull out her money from her account. Therefore, you have to bring uh, proof. The burden of proof is on you. That uh, they all the contract that money is supposed to be extracted. It's not as if it's already extracted, and therefore the money is in the husband's account. And therefore, if they claim that she's tameh and she doesn't deserve the ktuba, she has to bring the proof to pull out the money. Next, we saw in the Mishnah, it talks about a woman that the man is not supposed to marry. For example, if a woman is pregnant from her first husband, then the second husband is not allowed to be married to her until the baby is two years old. Same thing if she's nursing. We talked about the Ailonit, a woman who can't have children, as a canal lady who's too old, or she can't, uh, or a woman who can't have children. They don't get their ketubah, but they don't drink either. And Rabbi Eliezer held that he could just marry another woman to have uh, children, and therefore the marriage to all these women is considered a marriage. So now, Amar of Nachman, Amar of Babarabuha, Mahloket between Rebilez and Hachamim is only by Ba'akara'uz Kena, is in regards to the woman who can't have children, the barren woman, and an elderly woman who can't have children anymore. Rebilez held that she should drink the water of the Sota because they're not really Asur, because you always marry someone else. And Hachamim, well, listen, you're not allowed to, to, to be married to these women, and therefore they don't drink. Abal, I don't a woman who has man characteristics, either her voice is too deep, but unless she can't have kids, she doesn't drink, doesn't get a ketubah, and even Rabbi Eliezer would agree, even though he says you can marry someone else in the meantime, but he agrees that she doesn't drink, doesn't get a ketubah. Why? Because it says in the parasha over there, it says, that if she drinks the water and she's uh, clean, she she will have a child. It's only those who usually can get pregnant. We're coming to exclude the case of an Ailonit. She can't have kids. So that for sure not. The only time Rabbi Eliezer is, is arguing is when it's an akara due to some sort of a sickness or it's an elderly woman who's already past that stage of having kids. That meaning both the akara and the zekena at one point in their life they were able to have kids now. They can't have kids. And we will stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.